God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. On your bulletin cover, just take a look at it for a moment. The camel, the needle, the wealth, the cross. That's what's in the text today. The gospel lesson. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to see what you have in that gospel lesson for us to learn today. It may be difficult to look at it first. But there's indeed a blessing there, Lord. And we need guidance and direction for how to live in this life in which we are living. We may truly be blessed by you. To open our hearts, Jesus. Amen. This is a very interesting text, and you have to remember the context of this. Right before this, the rich young man comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, keep all the commandments. He says, I've done that. Then Jesus says, okay, sell everything you got, take the money, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And he went away sad because he was rich. Well, if you want to win at life, it's really pretty easy, isn't it? All you have to do is accumulate all the money and you win. Get all the money and you win. Absolutely true. True, that is, if you are talking about the board game, The Game of Life, by Milton Bradley. Maybe you played that game with your children or grandchildren. The Game of Life. Accumulate the wealth, and you'll really be lucky. That's what it says, and that's what it's about, the Game of Life. If you play it. Well, the inventor, Reuben Clammer, died recently at the age of 99. Mr. Clammer, by worldly standards, was a very successful man. He developed hundreds of toys and board games. He achieved a lifetime uh, awards. When he died, he was wealthy enough and important enough to make the obituary in the New York Times. But was he really successful? Did he inherit eternal life? Only God knows that. But he did teach us in some of those games how to be greedy. Accumulate all the money you can to play the game of life. Jesus teaches us something different. He teaches us that the real goal of life is, what is it? What is the real goal of life? Well, ultimately, to inherit eternal life. Jesus' word runs counter to the game of life. He asks the question, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? What do you gain? Jesus invites people to come to him. He has a different way of living. But maybe... It's a little more complicated than we want to realize. So the Lutheran question is, what does this mean? You know, the catechism question you grew up with? What is the meaning? What is the meaning of the camel, the needle, the rich, the cross? Well, Jesus says in the text, rich people can't get into heaven anymore than a camel can get through the eye of a needle. 
Now, did you ever see a camel, camel get through the eye of a needle? Obviously not. So that doesn't give much hope to the rich. Now, some people say there was a gate called the eye of the needle in Jerusalem, and camels could get down on their knees and crawl through if it was night, and they got, came too late for the big gate to be open. But there's no evidence that there was such a gate in Jerusalem. And that would even imply that camels could get through the gate, through the eye of the needle. But Jesus, I think, really is saying, that's just what he's saying, he's using <coughs> this expression. And you say, well, that's good for the rich, but I'm not rich. Well, you are rich. You are wealthy. If you can read, if you can write, and if you have electricity, you are in the top tier of the world's most wealthy people. So you are wealthy, and I am wealthy. And because of the world's wealth, because of the wealth that we have and experience in our lives, we get addicted to things. We get addicted to those kind of tools and games and, and the, all the electronic stuff that we have. We get addicted. We're plagued by addictions, and those things become important to us. If tonight, if this afternoon Jesus came to you and said, I'll oh, just sell everything you got, give it to the poor, and come follow me. Would you? I'm not so sure we would. Give up my car, give up my home, give up my comfort, give up my retirement fee, my retirement income, give it all up? I don't know. That would be a difficult challenge, would it not? To give it all up? We are surrounded by so much. You know, the Persians had an expression back in Jesus' day that the Jews would have known. They said difficult things are like, if something was difficult, they would say it's like an elephant trying to get through the eye of a needle. Because they had elephants in Persia, but in Israel they didn't have elephants, they had camels. That was the biggest animal they had. So they took the expression and said, if something was difficult, they would say it's as difficult as a camel to get through the eye of a needle, which means it was impossible because camels can't get through the eye of a needle. So how do you get eternal life? Jesus says rich people can't get into heaven any easier than, or no, and more, it's as difficult as a camel getting through the eye of a needle, and the camels can't get through the eye of a needle, so you and I got a problem, right? How are we going to get into heaven? Ooh, you better check that out, right? And I would imagine if you went down and asked people on the street down here in Sherwood or Newburgh or wherever town you live in, and you said, can you tell me how you inherit eternal life? I suppose you get some strange answers. Some people would say, ah, I don't pay attention to that. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not interested in eternal life. I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in the Bible. Don't ask me. Someone would say, mm, I don't know. Or, or someone would say, oh, I try to live a good life. I do things, you know, I try to please people, I try to be helpful, I try to be kind as I can be. I doubt that very many would answer by Jesus. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How do you get eternal life? How do you inherit it? Well, there needs to be a miraculous answer. A miraculous act of God has to come if we're going to get into eternal life, right? 
It requires a change of heart. And this is what Jesus says. Well, the disciples got frustrated. They said, how are we going to get into heaven? How are we going to inherit eternal life? I don't know how to do it. And Jesus said, you're right. But with God, all things are what? Possible. There comes the answer. Jesus says, eh, with man, things don't work. But with God, all things are possible. There comes the solution to this dilemma that you and I are facing. You see, it's impossible for you to earn your salvation by being a good person. Or by saying, I go to church regularly. I give a contribution in the, in the offering plate. I read my Bible. That doesn't get you into heaven. No. There's only one way into heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. God makes it possible by the event of the cross, and that's why the cross shows up on our cover of our bulletin. It's the cross. It's the message of salvation. It's the amazing grace you just sang about. It's amazing that God in his great love would come down in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, and God says, I've got to punish sin. All your sins had to be punished, but I'll put them on Jesus, my son, and he'll shed his blood for you, and I'll accept that. And he did, and Jesus died, and, and God said, I accept it. So now you can stand before God and say, I inherit eternal life, not by my works, not by my virtue, not by what I do, but by what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. He paid for it all. Jesus is my Savior, my Redeemer, and my Lord. In John chapter 8, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth makes you free. Not your wealth, not what you accumulate. No, it's the truth of Jesus Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Nobody ever made such a claim like that. Not even in any other religion. Nobody made a claim like that. But Jesus makes that claim. He says, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You're free from your sin. You're free from the condemnation. You're free from hell. You are free to live forever with Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, as we said before, was a prophet... If a man gains the whole world and loses his own soul, nothing. Because in the end, you lose. So the, may the word of Jesus be meaningful to us today. Jesus said, all things are possible with God. God made it possible through his son, Jesus Christ. But then we start looking at life and we get fearful again. We start thinking, Oh no, look what's happening in the world out there. Inflation's coming. Oh no, my groceries are costing me more. My gasoline costs more when I go to put, put it in the car. This is going to be terrible. And we say, I can't afford the groceries anymore. I can't afford the gasoline from the car. It's going to get worse. There's products. The shelves are getting bare in the stores. I can't buy Christmas gifts. And we get panicky. And we start thinking about the things of the world. But the world is toxic. We can't look to the world for our salvation, for our needs. But we must look to Jesus Christ. 
in Hebrews, it says, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, meaning Jesus, through Jesus, who come to God through Jesus, because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus intercedes for you. Jesus pleads the case, your case, for you before God the Father, and God accepts it. You are free. You see, you gain through loss. And that's hard sometimes for us to comprehend. We gain through loss. Think about that. The first become last and the last become first. The last, those who are willing to lose, gain. If you're willing to lose the things of this life, this meaning of the world, you gain life. Paul, the Apostle Paul, gave it all up and he won the prize. Listen to his words in Philippians. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. You see, what a message Paul says. You see, Paul was a very rich man. He was a Pharisee. And the Pharisees were rich. Oh, they had all the treasuries of the temple and they wore fancy clothes and they walked downtown and the people applauded and the people thought they were wonderful. He had clothes, he had house, he had food. He was a Pharisee. And then he became a missionary, a follower of Jesus, and lost it all. All the wealth, that is. But then Paul said, I consider all that rubbish because I have gained Christ. That's wonderful. And that's what we, and I, we, all of us should look to. We need to focus on Jesus. You see, the world, in many cases, lies to us. But we have to believe the Word of God. The Word of God is what sets us free. The world may be toxic, but we have a way out. All things are possible with God. Trust God to meet your needs now. Yes, in this time of uncertainty in the world, trust God. Don't trust the world. And do not limit God. Let God be your source. With all things, all things with God are possible. Oh, yeah, I'm in Peter in the text. Peter says, hey, Lord, we left everything to follow you. Did you catch that? Yeah, Peter was a wealthy man. He was a fisherman. He had a boat. He owned a boat. He had nets. He fished. He brought fish to the market and sold it, and he had money, and he had a place to live and a house and everything. And so the other disciples, and they all left what they were doing. Jesus. And Peter's right. They left everything. And Jesus makes an interesting statement in that gospel lesson. He says, hey, if you follow me, whatever you gave up, you'll get a hundredfold. That's quite a big promise, isn't it? He says, in this life and in the next life to come. Well, he says, you may suffer some persecution for it. That's true. But he said, look what you get a hundred times. Think of the, great ple- the greatest pleasure you have right now. What's the greatest thing you own? 
Multiply that a hundred times. If you follow Jesus, he'll bless you in this life and in the life to come, eternal life in heaven. A hundredfold increase. That's a promise of Jesus. He makes it possible because with God all things are possible. And so Peter and the disciples said, Woo, that's, that's wonderful. And they kept following Jesus. They even followed him to death. Most of them died martyrs' death because they suffered for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Jesus Christ. But God, all things are possible. And God is willing to bless you today with that good news. The good news that God will take care of you and see you through these troubled times. And he comes and refreshes us on the meal of Holy Communion. Talk about impossible. How's that work? Jesus' body and blood comes to us in the bread and wine. A sacrament, a sacred act for you to reassure you that your sins are all forgiven at the cross of Jesus Christ to reassure you that you have eternal life and reassure you that he will see you through this life no matter how tough things get. Things might get tough, but hey, the last shall become first. We have victory in Christ Jesus. And that's right, a camel can't get through the eye of a needle, and a rich man can't get into heaven, but we come and give up our riches and trust Jesus Christ and all things are possible. Yes, we can get through the eye of the needle. We can go into heaven by the grace, amazing grace of God. May God grant it to you and bless you with that reassurance now and always. In Jesus' name, amen.